0: Last month, my daughter uh, met a lady who babysat me a lot when I was little. And uh, so she got to hear some uh, stories. And um, as a kid, I, I was um, a sleepwalker. Uh, in fact, my, my parents actually lost a number of... Uh, people who were freaked out babysitting me and I would sleepwalk and that, that was uh, scary uh, to them. And uh, so I didn't want to, maybe it was other reasons, but that's what they said. Uh, but I, I'll never forget one time, we just had, you know, holiday week, uh, kids off school. You remember what it was like when you were a kid uh, to have time off school, a, a snow day or, or summer vacation. And I'll never forget, I was somewhere around the age of seven in a summer night, and um, I slept walk. I I got up out of bed, walked uh, from my room downstairs to the main floor, and out the back door, and uh, down the, the, you know, that space between our house and our neighbor's house, out to the sidewalk, and down the sidewalk uh, to the corner of the block, Uh, And some of you know that the the neighborhood that I grew up in was actually um, featured a bunch on uh, the first three seasons of of the TV show, Cops, (laughs) and got down to the end of the block, and um, I had a a neighbor there that had uh, put in a little bit of a driveway uh, between the the street and his house, so he could kind of park on the side of his house, uh, and he put that in with gravel, and I, I woke up when my feet, my bare feet, hit the gravel, and I, will never forget what it was like to to wake up in a different place than where I went to sleep, and be looking around, and and I was I was disoriented. I, 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 I never, you know, kind of summer evening breeze, and um, you know, I had these like uh, pajamas at the. It, it was actually a button top, uh, the the top, you know, like one of those lightweight jackets, and they're pretty. Um, pretty thin, but I remember waking up and like, you know, f- you feel the buttons and feel the gravel on my feet and looking down at my feet and looking at the, the houses that I was next to. And for some reason, like I was just so disoriented that when I looked back in the direction of my house, it didn't register to me that that was my house. But my, the neighbor whose house I, I woke up in front of uh, was uh, having a, a late dinner party with uh, uh, friends. He and his wife and another couple... Um, out sitting out uh, behind he had a little a table set up behind the house, and I could hear them laughing and talking and so it was like, okay, so I walked back in in, in that direction uh, it was just the only thing I could think to do i you know woke up in this in this different spot and and i will never forget you know I had uh, i feel I had a little bit of a tender foot you know because it felt like the gravel hurt you know <laughs> to, to walk and it was it was cold, and um, I'll never forget the look on his, you know, face to see me walking into their, their, the end of their their dinner party. And I said, uh, you know, Paul, um, can you help me find my house? <laughs> and I'll never forget the big wine glasses that they had at the table, and and uh, for some reason, this just like stuck in my memory. And these these four adults looking at me, <laughs> wide eyed, and. So he walked me back to, uh, to my house and uh, knocked on the door and, and, and had to knock on the door for a while to wake up uh, my parents and, and um, my, my dad had this dark blue like full length bathrobe and uh, he, he all, wore contacts all the time but obviously he had glasses on and, um, and I'll never forget <laughs> the look on his face when he opened the door and saw me standing there. <laughs> Was trying, trying to compute, trying to wonder how on earth I got there. <laughs> Maybe you've had an experience in life where you wonder what happened to you. How, how did how did I get here? What 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 happened to me? How how is it that I'm? It's like a sometimes. Um, When we take extra time to be in God's presence, we get a a moment of spiritual clarity. And sometimes in that moment of spiritual clarity, there's this, how did I get here? And it it could be because you're experiencing the symptom of a season. I'd like to just start by talking about a few of those real quick. Kind of almost like a check engine light on your car. So sometimes we can we can have a moment of spiritual clarity and realize that we're distracted. Jesus in the telling the parable of the sowing the seeds and the seeds that bear fruit and the seeds that don't talks about distraction. Distractions that Jesus talks about when he explains the parable are worries, the, the worries of this world. Um, or, the, or the yearning for wealth is one that Jesus talks about there. And sometimes we can find that we, we are in a state of being distracted by things that are temporary. Later on, we're actually going to talk about a couple of passages of Scripture today where Jesus is also referencing where we've been affected by the expectations of others. That's cause for distraction. Sometimes we get distracted by things that are temporary. Part of the human experience for a lot of us, maybe not for you. Sometimes we've, we wake up and we find that we have been diverted. We're in a spiritual location. We, we have a symptom of a season where we're in a place spiritually that we didn't get to primarily by God's direction. Sometimes we made choices that got us there. And this is reminiscent of Jesus' parable in Luke 15 with the sheep. And sometimes it's the craving of the sheep and not necessarily a sinful thing, a rebellious thing, but they've, they've found sheep, what would have registered the people who heard that story is that they knew that sheep would kind of wander. And sometimes we, we find ourselves we're spiritually we've been diverted. We're in a place that's maybe not bad, maybe not sinful, but maybe not primarily by God's direction. Sometimes a symptom of a season can be worse than that. We can be directionless. We're, we're without God's direction. We, we, we Maybe we're not engaging with Scripture in the direction that that brings, or maybe we're not taking time to listen to God's voice. We're not sensing direction in that way. Sometimes we can be directionless. Sometimes we wake up and have a moment of spiritual clarity where we find that we are disappointed. And it, it can be a symptom of a season. It can be a normal, healthy response to something that has occurred. It, it, Jesus says that there are things that will occur in our lives that are, you know, not, not good. And, and sometimes we can develop a level of comfort with disappointment. But what, what is so helpful is when the Holy Spirit wakes us up to realize that we're disappointed to the point of stopping. We've stopped uh, a dialogue with God. We've stopped discouragement. We've allowed discouragement to cause us to not talk to God, not be in a conversation with God, not listen to God. Sometimes we're not aware of any of that because we've had a moment of spiritual clarity. We we have been uh, driven to the point of overdrive, Uh, whether it be spiritual endeavors or, or just work or what's so common in the holidays, right? We've got work. And then we've got all this other stuff that people expect out of us to do on the holidays, right? And, and, and so sometimes we can be driven to overdrive. And, and sometimes that gets unhealthy when, when sometimes other motives are mixed in that are, are not things that were prompted by God. And then sometimes a symptom of our season is just that we are dry. Without the rivers of living water that, that Jesus talks about. And it's it's one thing to experience that for a, a, a season, but it's another thing when it goes longer than a season. See, we can have a symptom of a season and and, like, and find ourselves like, all of a sudden, like, how am I thinking these things? How am I feeling these things? How did this occur? We, we, we have a, a wondering of it. And, and when we pause to look to God as our source, God can bring direction. And those thoughts and emotions can be good, helpful indicators of something that needs to be addressed. Or, or uh, 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 hey, I, I need to Yearn to be in God's presence more, more focused on who God is, more focused on what God is saying, listening to God. They can be good indicators of something that needs to shift. And the the picture that we see in the Psalms and in the Proverbs and in the things that Jesus says is that Jesus' followers can have this spiritual rivers of living water. Jesus at the well in John 4, uh, living water that we would thirst no more. Spiritual yearning can be A good thing. All all of these indicators they can be good thing, they can be good thing when they allow us to to, to draw us to God. Today is part two uh, from last Sunday's message. Devotion, motion. Devotion, motion. What I believe is a huge topic throughout the scripture. Is that wholehearted devotion to God brings alignment, movement, and Fulfillment. Alignment, movement, and fulfillment. Devotion is this, we, we heard from different ones of you, definition to that. It's love, loyalty, enthusiasm. And we're, we're responding to Jesus, right? We as a church family, our identified purpose is taking, ne- includes, it starts with taking next steps and following Jesus. And we're reminded of the simplicity, and Jesus was asked what's the most important. Scripture, he starts with this call to love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Devotion. the, The powerful simplicity of being devoted to God. Focused on God. Engaging all of you. But that call from God is not in a vacuum. It's not a legalistic expectation. It's not actually an external focus. It comes because God started the conversation. Jesus' followers understood, in 1 John 4, 19, we love because he first loved us. God loved us first, and in the last few weeks, So going back to what Chris shared on a Sunday, what Rebecca shared on a Sunday, and Jesus is a good shepherd leading us forward, and God calls us to trust and obey. That's a part of what we're talking about, wholehearted devotion that brings us in alignment, which we talked about last Sunday, movement and fulfillment. And what can happen is is that when we, um, and, and again, our understanding is really helped by the Bible studies in Purple Book, but when we, through the good news of Jesus, we receive from God a new spiritual heart because we confess where we've been wrong. And we forsake it. We turn away from selfishness, a me-first lifestyle. We receive salvation through Jesus, believing that Jesus is the Savior. Receiving there a spiritual cleansing, a new spiritual heart. That's what the scripture talks about. And that salvation causes a jump start that, that sparks spiritual momentum in life. Jesus called his followers, Matthew 16, 24. If anyone wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, your your selfish ways, a me first life. Take up your cross and follow me. So, what we've been talking about in recent weeks is foundational, it's starting point, it's root, it's what's most important, it's an anchor of hope, it's a simplicity and a power. And it's a spiritual power. But Jesus gives us that parable of the seeds and the sower. Because of the reality that everyday life can cause difficulty in that journey. Are you with me? So Jesus calls us to be a a follower to a point where we've sparked new life. There's something new that's happened that didn't originate with you, it originated with God. It's a miracle that now causes us to ask the question, what does it mean for me to be a follower of Jesus? And Jesus has told us that the starting point there is loving God with all we've got. Devoted to God above all else. My life now has movement. I'm moving toward God. The wisdom of the Proverbs, which has been again referenced in the last few weeks in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Describes it like this, trust in the Lord, rely on God with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. And the the, the book of Proverbs engages knowledge and understanding as useful and helpful things that God does give us. God does give us the ability to reason. But what we rely on most of all is not our own understanding. But we get this word that Jesus uses, seek. Seek God's will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So alignment and direction from God, we're getting this clear image that a relationship with God that has caused change in our lives has movement. Have you ever tried to steer a car while it's parked? It's not as easy as steering the car when it's moving. God guides movement. God sparks movement. He inspires movement. And He guides movement. Jesus uses this word, seek, in Matthew 6. And last, last week I talked about this. We, we should have an, an inspiration, a sense of adventure of what is God doing? Where is God? It is God with us. Yes, Jesus said that God would send the Holy Spirit, would never leave us God with us. But as we grow in spiritual maturity, it's not primarily, hey, God's with me, wherever the heck I'm going. But it's primarily I'm with God. And that's the transition between the lovers that we read about in Song of Solomon. There's a mature As we mature in love, the transition is a change in focus. And we talked about how when we go through a challenge in life, we could Bring our focus down too far. And if I'm more focused on God than anything else, it brings movement that's not primarily out of my strength. It engages my strength, but it's not primarily in my strength. And Jesus in the Sermon on the Mountain instructing his followers of Matthew 5, we get the Beatitudes and, hey, these people are blessed, they're happy. Wow, he throws out some interesting ideas there. Matthew 6, he gives us the Lord's Prayer. We talked about it last week in times before this pattern of prayer that is so rich with theology, so rich with principles that are helpful to us, helpful to understand what God is really like and how our life can be working at its best. And that speaks to alignment. And then as Jesus continues to teach followers, He uses three phrases in Matthew 6, which we always reference in January. When you give, when you pray, and when you fast. I just got a new book on fasting. I'll let you know if it's any good. But Jesus talks about wholehearted devotion being expressed, this heartfelt response. Not to earn favor with God, not earning our way to heaven or earning our way to salvation, But an expression of gratitude, of wholehearted devotion when you give your money, when you pray, and when you fast, when you go without food in a time of devotion to God. And in that context, Jesus, it's when Jesus says, and we referenced Philippians chapter four that references this, Jesus says, don't be anxious. Don't be focused on what could be negative. Don't worry about it, but instead pray. And what he says is, don't worry the way people who are not focused on God worry. Then they say, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? The other people focus on these things. But if you're following me, don't focus on those things. Because God will provide for you. And Jesus gives this analogy of the birds and the way that God has provided for the birds what they need in life. I'm so thankful for our new house. We have a good... Room in which we can view birds. And, and, and Friday, I, I had a lot of fun. I, I, I was standing out on the porch just to get some sunlight and saw this woodpecker. It was like amazing the color on the woodpecker's head. You know, God provides for us. And, and, and Jesus is speaking to the different kinds of yearning, natural and spiritual yearning that we can be going through in life. And He's saying, Don't focus on the things that are temporary, but instead seek. This same word from Proverbs 3. Seek first. Jesus several times uses the word first, which speaks to, hey, these things are of higher value, higher priority. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, right? Be in a right relationship, right standing, pure relationship with God and with other people. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. Jesus calls His followers to movement out of response to God. Wholehearted devotion brings alignment, movement, and fulfillment. Seek is this idea of look until you find it. Take action to obtain it. So wholehearted devotion is this life-changing relationship with God, the one true living God who is alive, aware, able, and active. And it's the way of Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Early Jesus followers did not call themselves Christians. They were called people of the way. This is the week of the once-every-four-years football or soccer tournament. This time, largely due to the corruption of FIFA in Qatar. And a lot of people are waving flags. And I have felt patriotic, sometimes in my life more patriotic than others. And people wave flags, wave banners and rally around a flag. And I'm so thankful to know you because I have found you to be people of the way. I have seen you through life's difficulties and joys to be people who rally around Jesus. Jesus. Rally around Jesus. And in a season of time where the, in the first match, the United States coach wore a t-shirt that just said states. In part as a political statement about how we are divided as a nation right now. And in the second match, he wore a shirt that said states united. I want to inspire you. God is alive today. And we can rally to each other around Jesus. Jesus the way. We can be people of the way. That even when in our nation there is division... What we can be more focused on than anything else, not ignorant of the division, but what we can bring to the table where there's division, is unity, is a sense of calm, is a sense of peace, is a sense of joy. Because Jesus and what Jesus has done in our lives is more important than anything else. It brings change to everything else. Certainly Jesus... Showed righteous anger and and, and it gives us an example of when things need to be changed, how we can speak to and bring change where it's needed. I want to bring us back and bring us into closing. Just again, kingdom of God is this huge subject. We get a real simple explanation in Romans chapter 14, verses 17 through 19 of what the Jesus followers believed in a foundational way. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink. Does that sound familiar? That's speaking to specific cultural controversies. Things about which some were worried, but things about which they were fussing with each other, fighting with, with each other, as Greeks, Italian Romans, African Mediterraneans, Jews, found Jesus to be Savior, There was all these customs around what we eat and drink around which there were expectations and arguments. And in that context, we get the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink. That's where I'm getting these thoughts from. But of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude you will please God. And others will approve of you too. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. You remember that phrase? We talked about that in recent months. So the strategic connectedness within the local church and the larger church community, Jesus followers at large and in local gatherings, the strategic Actions that they took on were from this foundational relationship with God that brought change. Whoa! New spiritual life. I have peace and joy when it may not make sense. And I want to speak to this because movement and fulfillment. Movement and fulfillment. I think you can experience that in the moments of praying the Lord's Prayer in a given day, in a given week. And I want to speak to that a little bit more specifically. It involves us turning away from a me-first approach to life. Choosing faith over worry. Rejecting life choices that are driven by other people's expectations. That's specifically what Jesus and Paul reference. I'm, I'm not going to live my life primarily by other people's expectations, but I have a sensitivity to others, I choose compassion to others, I make some choices out of consideration, not wanting to bring injury or harm to others, because I'm more focused on God than anything else. I'm looking to God as my source of provision, protection, and direction. And in that way, with Jesus... I'm always moving and resting. I think what we find, even in the Lord's Prayer, is movement. It's an example of seek first the kingdom of God. And resting. Trusting that God will provide, even when you're bringing requests. But also in relationships with each other. It includes a resting in your salvation. Last week I referenced... You know some of the physical challenges that I've been going through. That one of the things that I've heard from the Holy Spirit is this call back to a place where Jesus is what makes me most happy. Where every day I bring my attention, I bring my spirit, I bring myself back to a place of focus, of devotion of thinking, it engages all of my brain, all of my emotions, the seat of my decision-making. It brings me to a place of calm, meditation even, silence in God's presence and speaking to God and asking questions and listening and engaging the scripture. All of it, different modes of devotion, all of it bringing my spirit to alignment, fulfillment, movement. To a very fine point. Who God is, what God has done. Expressed through Jesus, who Jesus is, what Jesus has done. What brings me joy more than anything else. This is the first Sunday of Advent. The season on the calendar where Jesus' followers for centuries have brought focus to the birth of Christ. Jesus, as the prophets saw and the people experienced, the people who saw him with their own eyes and heard his voice with their own ears, as the light of the world. It's what Advent speaks to. Jesus, Son of God, the one true living God, this expression of the light of the world. In this season of Advent, I invite you to this place of finding fulfillment in Jesus. The human experience has all these different layers of things that we're thinking about and engaged with. And sometimes we can become very dissatisfied, upset, angry, frustrated, discouraged, all the different things I referenced before. And it can be about different things on different layers. And God doesn't always do a miracle about everything that we're discouraged about or frustrated about. In an instant. Sometimes God allows things to occur that bring us back to a place of focus on God. True relying on God, as we've talked about in recent weeks. What God does desire is that we would take pleasure in Him, in that relationship with God more than anything else. It would have profound meaning, bring joy, bring pleasure. And I hope that in this season of Advent, as we take time to come back to the origin story of Jesus' birth, a miracle that was predicted, Jesus, the light of the world, that wherever there is darkness, in our lives, in the world around us, that we would bring the light of Jesus to it. I'd like to give us some follow-up points. And I don't see Chris. Chris, are you here? Are you able to? Oh, he's downstairs. Okay. Um, I'd like to just bring us to a time in prayer because God loves you. God loves you. And he has loved you Through Jesus. And God desires to pour out His Holy Spirit in a way where you are profoundly refreshed. It brings us to a place of moving, following Jesus, fulfillment, or finding my greatest fulfillment in God's kingdom. Asking, Am I moving toward Jesus? Am I spiritually moving toward Jesus? Am I finding fulfillment in Jesus? So what should we do? Well, first, now and as we close in prayer, pray your loving devotion to God. What should we do? We should pray our loving devotion to God. It's so helpful every day and certainly seasonally to have the spiritual kind of checkup and just come back to a place of God, I'll love you more than anything else. I make a fresh commitment to live for you. To love you with the best of my God. To trust you more than anything else. To be more focused on you than anything else. Second, in the moment of prayer, ask God about your warning signs. The symptoms of a season. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring light. Last week I referenced Psalm 139 and we get such a beautiful... Expression of how God is all-powerful and all-knowing. God knows us perfectly in all these details. And in the context of that love, the response of the psalmist is, search me, O God, and know my heart. Invite God in a fresh way and invite God to help you have moments of spiritual clarity about warning signs. And number three, in the moment of prayer and daily receive and respond to God's gracious, steadfast love. If you, if you get a sense of conviction of, oh, there's something that needs to change, that's good when it prompts you to change, but God does not want us, the Scripture's clear, to, for us to live in shame. God wants us to confess it and forsake it and turn away from it and to receive His gracious, steadfast love. So in that moment of devotion, God, I receive your gracious, steadfast love for me. Thank you for who you are. And number four, just in a practical level, share the journey with someone in your church family. Sometimes where these changes, the roots don't go down deeper is because we stop short of openly confessing these things with each other. And then encouraging each other and strengthening each other in the journey. I really, I strongly want to invite you. And we, what we've done in, in, in keeping in this semester of our life group schedule with the every other week schedule allows more time to get for get-togethers. More relationship time, more, more time for conversations, more time for meals shared, more time for... Just doing fun stuff. But hopefully a part of what happens is also some pretty meaningful conversations of sharing the truth in love. Where we're open and we're honest in sharing what's going on in our spirit in this journey. There's such benefit to that. The scripture talks about us confessing our sins to each other for the sake of spiritual healing. So here and now, I want to encourage you God loves you. God loves you. God is all-powerful, glorious and majestic. All the earth shouts of His magnificence. This morning the sun rises. Colors were just unbelievable. God, that God, all-powerful, all-knowing God, loves you. Sent Jesus. We can focus in the month of December on the light of the world, Jesus we truly can find our greatest pleasure, our greatest peace, our greatest joy in Jesus. It's an open invitation to you. And so if there's anything that's come to the surface this morning, let's just pray about it right now. Can we just return to prayer? We had such a good time of prayer during our, earlier this morning. Let's just return to a time of prayer right now. God, I thank you so very much that you loved us first. You're the giver of life. You're majestic. You're glorious. You're powerful. And you love You know exactly what's going on in our hearts and our mind and you love us completely. And whether we, we find ourselves to have become distracted by what's temporary or diverted or maybe directionless, maybe disappointed to the the point of no longer talking with you, driven to overdrive, working so hard, or spiritually dry that in whatever state we are in, that as we turn to you right now and confess it, and ask for your help, or ask for forgiveness wherever we have been wrong, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us for where we have been wrong. Strengthen us in fresh, commitment of wholehearted devotion. Lord, root out and get rid of anything that is in the way of us being devoted to You, focused on You, receiving Your love, hearing from You. Help us see very clearly what changes we need to make. Help us receive Your strength and Your inspiration and Your encouragement to make those changes God, today help us to take one next step in this spiritual journey with You. That as You have brought us into alignment, as You are faithful to do, as You've inspired spiritual movement and a seeking of You, that You also bring us into rhythms of rest, of receiving from You, of resting in salvation, of resting in peace and resting in joy. Lord, may my brothers and sisters today experience this so profoundly today that today and going forward would be a new chapter, a new season in our journey with you. We do. We make a fresh commitment to follow Jesus, to be people of the way. Thank you, Lord, that in this church family we have seen this. We we know it's, it's a part of who we already are. Let it be celebrated in this season. Thank you for it today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I hope you really can draw encouragement from this today. Rebecca and I are so happy to be a part of this church family. We're happy to pray for you if you would like uh, more prayer this morning uh, and to hear about what you did this week or what you're planning to, to do in the weeks to come. Grace and peace to you. Have a great week.